0: All right, so the book of Lamentations. All right, the timeline for Lamentations is going to be very similar to Jeremiah because we understand uh, the traditional view with Jeremiah as uh, the author. So you can see this is very similar to the the outline that we had up here for uh, Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah. All right the title. In Hebrew, the title is the first word of the book, which is, it's one word in Hebrew, but in English it would be like, ah-how. Alright? This is a common term used at funerals. So this is like a funeral dirge. Alright? So it's like a funeral of a of a people or a city. that is kind of going on. And since you just went through the book of Jeremiah, it would be the funeral of Jerusalem. has been taken, been burned. In the Septuagint, It was uh, titled Wailings, from the Greek word uh, to cry aloud. The Talmud, which is the Jewish commentaries, called it Lamentations. And the Vulgate entitled it, It Comprises the Lamentations of Jeremiah the Prophet. That's the longest title of all of them. So that's where the title itself comes from. The theme of the book is a lament over the woes that have befallen sinful Judah and the uh, pitiable destruction visited upon the holy city and the temple of the Lord. By implication, the prophet appeals to chastened Israel that they recognize the righteousness of God's dealing with them. And in the spirit of repentance, they cast themselves once more upon his mercy. So the judgment has happened. The city is down. Now come back to me. Get right with me. As I mentioned, the traditional view of the book is that Jeremiah wrote it. And that's how uh, what we hold to The book doesn't expressly state who its author was, yet there was an early and consistent tradition that Jeremiah composed it. This is reflected in the title of the book of the Septuagint, as well as the Aramaic Targums of Jonathan. Those are uh, Jewish uh, writings as well. Uh, The early church fathers, Origen, Jerome, they all held to it. The critical views, they object based on style and various historical allusions. They think that it appears to have been written later, so I, I don't think it was you know, really written by Jeremiah, is what they would say. Um, the date of the book, uh, the historical situation is the fall of Jerusalem, as you already know. that um, happened in 586. For the historical setting, you could read the Kings and Jeremiah 52. Um, uh, some see the book as relating to Jews who remained in Judah and annually remembered the fall of Jerusalem which connects us with what we've talked about before with the Song of Songs, the Megalith. Okay? The writings, these five writings that were put in this scroll, and they were read at certain time periods. For instance, the the Song of Songs was read at various times, at Passover. And uh, Ruth was read at Pentecost, Ecclesiastes at the Tabernacles, Esther at Pyramid Lamentations, the uh, the fall of Jerusalem, um, reminder, and also the destruction of Solomon's Temple, which was the, the key thing in Jerusalem. So, it's right on the 9th of Abib, or Ab, which is mid-July, alright, so it'll be in summertime, in commemoration of the destruction of Solomon's Temple. Okay? And later, Judaism, it also commemorated the fall of Jerusalem to the Roman general Titus in AD 70. So, that is... <coughs> What it is is read, why it's read, etc. The genre of the book, each of the five chapters is a separate lament or funeral dirge. These types of poems are common in the ancient Near East. Going back to Sumer, for Israel, they expressed sorrow over current conditions, but hope for the future first four poems are acrostics, each line beginning with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it may have been a symbolic way of expressing um, grief. Remember, Hebrew poetry is based on parallelisms. What's well, the parallelism? But the second line is the same as the first. No, it's um, it's an S word. Yep, it is. Same. What word means same? Synthetic. What's the one word? Second line is opposite. Synthetic. Okay, good. So this is always going to come. Up. Anytime you're studying the scriptures, especially in the Old Testament, it's all over the place. All right. So remember, it's, it's based on thought parallelisms, not rhyming. Okay. So this is uh, the genre. The people of the ancient Near East often composed laments in the face of tragedy, lamentation over the destruction of Ur is a Sumerian example of that. The Old Testament has many examples. David's Song of the Bow, the Psalms of Laments that we've studied are different expressions by the prophets. The entire book of Lamentations is Hebrew poetry, and more than in any other book, the poetry seems to have a definite rhythm or meter. Many of the lines follow the uh, lament meter, okay, of five beats divided into three beats and then two. Alright, now this is all, this is in Hebrew, so you don't get it necessarily in English. But their point is, the elders have left the city gate. is three beats in the Hebrew, and the young men, their music is, is two beats. And so there's this common lament um, rhythm to it, in addition to the parallelism of thought. Okay. Um, John Stevenson's structure of the book is uh, an example to, to look at here. The five chapters, the first two chapters, They're in third-person plural form, they. The third chapter is first-person singular, and fourth and fifth is first-person plural. And so the the question you ask is, well, why is there this change? And there's a change because there's something different going on, and that's how you end up with these section breaks. Each verse in chapters 1 and 2 begins with an acrostic. Okay, so that's where you take the alphabet, 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, and you just go A, B, C. Um, chapter three each line begins with an acrostic chapter four each verse begins in chapter five there is no acrostic Um, in the first four chapters the writer addresses himself to his readers and in chapter five the writer prays to god so short simple and sweet right Lamentations 3, verse 40 to 42, he says, let us examine and probe our ways, and let us return to the Lord. (coughs) We lift up our hearts and our hands toward God in heaven. We have transgressed and rebelled. Thou hast not pardoned. And so, when you look at uh, the book of Lamentations, the, the goal is that as you're bemoaning your situation, that you are going to come back to God. The lessons that we can learn from the book of Lamentations is that God is sovereign over the affairs of men. That should be a common theme by now. The sin brings forth tragic consequences, and there is hope in darkness. God always holds out that a candle of hope, a flicker of light, uh, that there is a new day coming. So there's a silver lining somewhere in here, and you have to wait him out for that time. Chris Reeves entitles this The Funeral of a City and he says chapter 1 is the pain of Zion's fall like a mourning widow chapter 2 is the plight of Zion's fall like a weeping daughter chapter 3 is the purpose of Zion's fall like an afflicted man chapter 4 is the pondering of Zion's fall like a tarnished gold and chapter 5 is the plea on behalf of Zion's fall like a fatherless child So, Jeremiah has has prophesied, he's preached, he's illustrated, he's tried to get the people to repent and to trust God, and they have refused. And the result has been that Jerusalem has been taken down, and his response to this is the Book of Lamentations. And this was a big enough event, normally memorialize and remember the good things. This is something that is a very it's a big deal in in their history Jewish history Um, but it's a reminder of their rebellion because God took down their city because of their rebellion. If you have a, a Bible that doesn't just have straight text you could see the acrostics um, in it. For instance, um, I mean, in mine, it's all through it. Um, maybe a study Bible, if, it's, if yours doesn't, a study Bible probably does. But even a lot of text Bibles does yours. No. So you can see the acrostics that are all, all throughout that there. So as lamentation shows God's wrath poured out in the city. Um, he loves just as his wrath was later poured out on his beloved son. Um, you, can, you can make parallels between what is happening with the prophets in, and then what happens with Jesus. And Jesus said, that, What did you do to the prophets? You killed them all. So, what are you going to do to me? You're going to kill me. Um, that's a theme throughout the scriptures that we see. So, any, any comments or questions on lamentations? I don't really have. Much addition to that, I know I did not assign the reading on it. It is—it's only five pages in your book. If you want to read it, um, House's book is, is a good uh, survey book. There's others. I have I have many others that are much bigger. When I first saw it, I was like, "This is kind of thin." Um, it's pretty thin for a survey book, but um, it's good stuff. And uh, he, hes good. He's written an Old Testament theology addition to the, the OT survey book, and so <coughs> if you if you want a jumping off point for Jeremiah, for instance, because the structures are are over the all over the place, um, that really is a good place to start. You know, take his outline as a, a starting point, and then um, go from there. What that happen, the limitations. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to play you the, the little short recap video that will actually do more justice than I just did for Lamentations on the video. And then we will conclude for today.